Lord Jesus Christ, the children's friend, to each of them your presence send. Call them by name and keep them true in loving faith, dear Lord, to you. For our daily prayer, we use the order of morning prayer found on page 235 in the Lutheran Service Book or page 024 in the middle section of Treasury of Daily Prayer. Let us pray. Today's New Testament reading is the Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the ninth chapter. And they came to Capernaum. And when Jesus was in the house, he asked them, What were you discussing on the way? 
But they kept silent, for on the way they had argued with one another about who was the greatest. And he sat down and called the twelve. And he said to them, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. And he took a child and put him in the midst of them. And taking him in his arms, he said to them, Whoever receives one such child in my name receives me. And whoever receives me receives not me, but him who sent me. John said to him, Teacher, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he was not following us. But Jesus said, Do not stop him, for no one who does a mighty work in my name will be able soon afterwards to speak evil of me. For the one who is not against us is for us. For truly I say to you, Whoever gives you a cup of water to drink, because you belong to Christ, will by no means lose his reward. Whoever causes one of these little ones who believe in me to sin, it would be better for him if a great millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea. And if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life crippled than with two hands to go to hell to the unquenchable fire. And if your foot causes you to sin, cut it off. It is better for you to enter life lame than with two feet to be thrown into hell. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out. It is better for you to enter the kingdom of God with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into hell, where their worm does not die and the fire is not quenched. For everyone will be salted with fire." Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its saltiness, how will you make it salty again? Have the salt in yourselves, and be at peace with one another. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome Pastor Lucas Woodford. In the text for today, the disciples are arguing about who is the greatest. Now, to be sure, there have been a lot of great people born into this world who've done some pretty great things. In fact, aspiring towards greatness is often what makes this fallen world go round. Men and women, boys and girls, you and me, we're constantly trying to make a name for ourselves, to prove how great we are. Forbes puts out a list of the richest people in the world. Professional sports have their halls of fame. Countries elect politicians to the most powerful office, and the people love their war heroes. And of course, history records those who achieve greatness. In fact, if we look through history, some even have great as a part of their name. There was Alexander the Great, or Catherine the Great. And of course, there's the NHL, hockey player, the great one, Wayne Gretzky. The disciples wanted to settle who was greatest among them. Jesus would have none of it. He calls the disciples to repent by calling the twelve to himself and saying in verse 35, If anyone would be first, he must be last of all and servant of all. Greatness, in other words, begins with humility and service. 
But not just any humility. It's a humility that's rooted in and dependent upon the grace of God. To make his point, Jesus takes a child, I believe likely an infant here, and he holds this child in his arms to demonstrate the nature of God's grace. You see, children are utterly dependent upon adults for life. An infant is dependent upon its parents for life. They're a reminder how everyone, and it's you and me included, are completely dependent upon the Lord for life. The point here, if you receive a child in Jesus' name, you receive Jesus. In other words, no service is too lowly. No service is insignificant. Caring for a child, feeding him, changing his diapers, and dressing him demonstrates this aptly. Thus, your greatness as a Christian does not come from your sports accomplishments or your positions of leadership or how much money you make. Rather, your greatness comes from the greatness of Jesus Christ, who came not to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. Now, the disciples were looking at themselves and their accomplishments. You see, that's what the devil wants you to do, to run around like boxing great Muhammad Ali shouting, I am the greatest. To believe the sinful nature that says, life is all about me, myself, and I. As a result, you and I, we argue about who's the greatest. Husbands and wives, brothers and sisters, friends and neighbors, bosses and workers, all wrestle and fight to see who is the greatest. However, when Jesus arrives on the scene, The disciples encounter the greatest man to be born of a woman. They have in their midst the very Son of God. Jesus was both human and divine. He came as God in the flesh, but flesh that would be tore open, bloodied, and nailed to the cross for their sins, for your sins, and for my sins. All so that the greatest accomplishment in all of human history could be achieved for every last sinner to walk the face of this earth. So sure, we can certainly sit around and rank who's the greatest in this or in that. We can reminisce about who has accomplished what in this world, but in the end, on the last day, it will all pale in comparison to the atoning work of salvation won for us by Jesus Christ. Simply put, it's not your accomplishments that make you great in the kingdom of heaven, It's what Jesus has accomplished for you and what he gives to you. The fact is, Jesus has made you great because he gives you his greatness. Through the water and the word of baptism, you have the great name of Jesus Christ put upon you, and you have his Holy Spirit working in you. In the Lord's Supper, you put into your mouth Jesus' very body and blood. You receive the great gift of Jesus himself. You see, through his means, Jesus works in you and through you to put his greatness into action amid your daily life, amid your daily vocations and stations of life. In other words, your sin has been cast off. And the great things that Jesus did, the love he gives, the kindness he offers, and the compassion he lavishes upon you, you also now do because he's working in you to do them. You act in his name, by his power, through his Holy Spirit, 
according to his greatness. In Jesus' name, amen. Let us pray. Everlasting Father, source of every blessing, mercifully direct and govern us by your Holy Spirit, that we may complete the works you have prepared for us to do. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, you have safely brought us to the beginning of this day. Defend us in the same with your mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings, being ordered by your governance, may be righteous in your sight. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Taught by our Lord and trusting his promises, we are bold to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for joining us for morning prayer. The Almighty and merciful Lord, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit bless and preserve you.